Podcast. This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Saturday. Well, it's actually Sunday morning for me. It's about 1.45 in the morning on Sunday, so a little bit of a late night for me, but it's been a good day. It's been it's been an all right day. We'll say that. It's been a lot of work, a lot of things trying to get prepped up for tax season. And you may look at your watch or your calendar and go, well, it's not really that close to tax season. It's February. And, and you're right. It isn't. But for me, I've always had an issue with waiting to the last minute to try and get things done. I don't really... It's not that I do that a lot of the time. Sometimes it just, I just, I it gets me like antsy to wait that long for something. And a lot of the times when I do, and it's something important like this, I end up finding that I kind of need to do more work than I thought I did. So I figured let's start in February, and that way I have two months to, to work out any kinks. Uh, well, a, a little less than two months, but you get the point. Uh, try and work out any kinks with it, and then hopefully when I find a CPA, It'll be smooth sailing from there. Now, this past week, I met with the CPA. He had a couple questions for me. He said, hey, just go back, um, you know, get your, your numbers together and everything. We'll be good to go. And I've been working on trying to get them together in an easy, uh, readable, and, and highly accurate way um, for him. And so that's what I've been working on. And it's, it's just it's such a pain sometimes. I can't stress enough how important it is to take care of your numbers because you hear people in the reselling community, especially if you follow some of these bigger resellers who say, like, I started selling whatever, and I realized that after a year, maybe I should start tracking my sales. Like, that's important. That's very important to do. You don't know how much money you're making if you're not tracking things. Uh, for me, I've started tracking since the beginning, but there's obviously things you can do to improve. And I recently, within the past, I don't know, week or so, got my first 1099 from PayPal, my first 1099 from eBay, and I don't really think I've ever gotten a 1099 before because I've never really had to have gotten one. I think I've only gotten like a W-2 form. Um, Not from them, from other jobs that I've had, and I didn't sell the required amounts. I think it's somewhere around, don't quote me on this, this isn't like tax advice or anything, but I think it's around $20,000 in sales and or 200 transactions, something like that, um, on eBay, you'll get a 1099 from them. And so I got one from PayPal because obviously we were all on PayPal to start the year and then I moved to eBay Managed Payments so I got it directly from eBay. And it was fine, I mean, I looked at them and I was like, these seem these seem like they're, they're pretty simple and stuff, but I've been going through them, making sure that I have everything together and making sure that everything's good. It's just important to make sure, if, if it were me, if I was starting over, I'd make sure and look at all of your statements that you're getting from eBay um, and, and make sure that the highly important thing, eBay only saves your sales 90 days previous to the day that you are currently at. It's important to make sure that you download those sales spreadsheets. You can go to the seller hub. I believe you go to orders and then it says paid and shipped. And then you can click in the upper right hand corner. It says download and set it to whatever day limit you want. I choose past 90 days. The best time to do it is, is right around the end of that third month and do it past. Not, well, actually, maybe not. Maybe do it once every month because I think it only goes back 200 transactions because you can only fit 200 transactions on a single page. So it only does that full page. So make sure you're doing that because it saves all your transactions. It's very easy to look at. If you don't, you're going to have issues. So that's what I am going to be doing here for, 
I mean, I guess for the rest of, of the time I sell on eBay because it is extremely important to have those things documented, very good for reference purposes, very good for your own financial purposes and tracking the numbers of your business. And like I said, eBay's promised, hey, we're going to get you your numbers from all time at some point. Like they've been saying that for, it feels like a couple years now. I haven't seen that happen. So until they actually do that, it's kind of just, okay, thanks guys. We'll wait for it to happen. But in the meantime, make sure you're downloading those. That'll save you a ton of time in the future. Now, what else happened today? So the Jordan 5 Anthracites came out. Beautiful, beautiful Jordan 5. I don't personally like Jordan 5s that much. They're not my shoe. They're not my kind of shoe, but these looked really clean. And if you go look up some of the, the pictures that people took of them in like a decent, like a decent camera, they looked really, really nice. Like you could see like the detailing on the shoe. They looked like a clean shoe. They reminded me very, very slightly of like a, a poor man's off-white Jordan 5. I mean, not the same colorway, but that same, I don't know, like hue of shoe, I guess. It was just a similar shoe. It doesn't look the exact same. I think that they did, honestly, a little bit of a better job with these in some aspects just because I think that the color, if they were done this colorway for the off-whites and, and just messed with it a little bit, I think it would have been perfect. And, and I really like this colorway a lot. Now, definitely not a personal shoe for me. I can't wear a pair of Jordan 5s that look kind of silly in them, but they were nice so i ended up copying a couple of pairs got them in the sneakers app and sold them immediately a little bit of profit i don't even know what they're selling for right now i think i sold them for like 250 so probably probably could have got more sometimes when i don't know the market of a shoe and i can't really gauge it properly i'll cut down to a lower tier of pricing because a lot of people get scared within like an hour of set of buying the shoe and they'll cut down their pricing and undercut me anyways so I was just happy to get rid of them because it's my goal get them listed and sold within like 10 to 15 minutes of, of buying the shoes if they're not a long-term hold and and that's what i did so happy to get those out of the house and even though they're not actually at the house yet and um there was also the the nike uh air force one experimentals that came out today really weird looking shoe they looked like some sort of like I don't know, like alien, like jelly looking shoe. Go look them up if you haven't seen them. Really weird. They looked, they almost, they almost disturbed me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like it looked like, I don't know, like, like some weird, like, I don't know. It, it was such a weird looking shoe because of the material that they used on it. But the prices pre-sale, like before they actually released were like between 250 and 350. Like they were high. It's a $130 shoe, so I went for those as well. Did not end up copping on those, and I haven't looked at what the prices are for those. I imagine they're not nearly that high. I mean, it's not that nice of a shoe, but, I mean, kind of kind of anything goes at this point. I've seen some weird shoes sell. I've seen, I've seen all sorts of things happen. So those Air Force Experimentals were such a strange-looking shoe that it could have been, it could have been a shoe that sold really really well so we'll see I'm, I'm looking it up right now just to see kind of what the prices are on that shoe it looks like they actually held a little bit which is weird um so uh today 26 249 best offer taken 245 best offer taken 200 best offer or no 200 flat 230 260 best offer taken 200 170 best offer taken 215 250 wow Wow, these things held up really, really well. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, go look them up. They're they're a strange looking shoe. They're not they're not anything special. I'll say that much. I mean, to me, they look 
kind of gross. <laughs> they look actually gross. Like, they repulse me. I, I don't like them at all. And, and it's not because they're pink. Like, the material they use looks like flesh or something to me. It's 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 really weird. And and so I'm not a big fan of these, but obviously somebody was because they paid 230 or 250 bucks. I don't even remember what it just said um, for that shoe. So definitely, definitely some money to be made there. I mean, you're looking at almost a, a 200% ROI on that, which is actually really crazy because I thought that those things weren't going to, I thought they were going to be like a, a brick or, or not even sell out. But hey, you know, you live and you learn. And honestly, those things, if you would have copped those, would have probably sold for more money than Jordan 5, like two pairs of Jordan 5s. Like you, you would have probably netted more on those than two pairs of Jordan 5s, which was like the hype release for the day. So hey, that is how it goes. Um, but from there, worked on a lot of tax stuff, worked on some number stuff, worked on getting some systems put in place um, on my computer, some different software and stuff. And then there was, what else did I do? I, kind of to cap off the day, cause I was getting a little bit worked up just trying to work on some of this stuff, some of this tax. It's so it's so monotonous trying to go through and, and look for, look at your records, make sure that you you have everything. Try and be as diligent as possible with it, and it's just frustrating sometimes. I mean, if you know if you've done it, you you know what the feeling is. And so after I was done with that, it, my girlfriend ended up calling me, and it was like twelve thirty by the time I was done talking with her. Didn't really have much left in the tank to go and do more numbers honestly my brain was kind of fried anyways from like doing it for so long so i was looking into some investments and some of the groups that i'm in and that's really the that's really what i'm focused on right now investing in my future and and investing in non-traditional investments you look at you look at the stock market you look at uh, mutual funds and and all of those sorts of different investment avenues the different things that are, are very very good to have in your portfolio I, I would never knock somebody for being on the stock market I would never knock somebody for being in mutual funds because I believe strongly in both and and have some of both so that that's that's not what I'm saying what I am saying is there are so many avenues to invest in it's actually it kind of blows my mind a little bit because look at what we do with sneakers if you're somebody that buys sneakers if you buy up mids or you buy up lows uh jordan one mids or lows and you hold them in the correct sizes you can expect a a one and a half to two x return on those shoes and you have a lot of these people a lot of kids that have money because they've been selling for a while or maybe they have money because their their parents gave them money i don't know how they got it but a lot of them are buying these things up, holding them for extended amounts of time, and then just selling them for 2x. And it's a really good business model. If you have the capital and you have the space, hold them and flip them, and you're making 2x. But there's other things other than sneakers, and that's not something I really knew about. So you can go and you can look at, um, for an example, like you, you look at sports cards. And, and sports cards are one of the biggest investments, non-traditional investments, on the market right now. I mean, you can find sports cards of of guys from the the vintage era, guys from the 80s and 70s, like those sorts of sports cards, and, and even farther back. You can look at new cards, guys like like Trout and guys like Luca and guys that those guys whose cards have spiked, and then you see the rest of the market because these these kind of guys in their current markets have have risen so dramatically that it's actually pulling the rest of the market up with it. So that they're saying, well, Luca's going for. I don't know, I think I saw like a PSA 10 Prism Silver going for upwards of 8K. 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I, I was looking on eBay today a little bit, Adam, and they were going for insanely high amounts. And and you look at that, and people are going, well, why isn't Trey Young's PSA 10 Prism Silver going up a little bit? Why aren't these other guys who are not as good as Luca, but in their own respects, pretty good and around his age, why aren't they up a little bit? And it brings these whole markets up with them and, and kind of brings up the, the hobby as a whole. And, and you see that with sports cards and, and you see that with other markets too. I mean, just now I was looking at, there's some, some people are investing in like comic books. Like you can, you can grade those things. I didn't know any of this. Like there's, there's so many avenues that you can go down and, and you just see that these things that were collectible back in the day, like I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I heard somebody say that they're waiting for Beanie Babies to come back. I'm waiting till you can grade those things. I, I honestly may go buy one and, and just hold it to see if somebody figures out how to grade them because that like probably grade the hang the hang tag or something on them and, and figure that out like that's that's literally where we're at right now though like old things that were collectible that went away they're back and, and you're looking at sports cars you're looking at uh things like comic books you're looking at all these different things that that were weird investments back in the day that that have come up and and kind of sprung up again and and you're going well why wouldn't we why wouldn't we look for these sorts of things? Like these are, are extremely good investments right now. Why why wouldn't we look for other things? Like Beanie Babies may happen. I, I don't think it will. I may buy one just to be safe, but um and buy like a, a decent one, like not like some random like I don't know, some stupid like blue dog or something. Like like not not something dumb, but like one of the kind of collectible ones from back in the day that's maybe like priced like 10 bucks on ebay because like nobody collects them anymore and that person that's selling it doesn't even know that it could have been collectible on point like that's the kind of thing that i want to look for but you never know like we've went from just having sneakers to sports cards and comic books and all this other stuff that's just like sprung up out of like thin air it feels like and a lot of that's due to i think stimulus money i think that's really pushing a lot of people to collect more now if they just like Oh, I got six hundred bucks, and I I don't know what to do with that. I, I wouldn't possibly dream of like investing that. I'm just gonna buy like a comic book and read it. Like this is this is where we're at right now. So like, um, the, yesterday somebody bought Pokemon cards for me. They paid two hundred bucks a box. Like that was not a good idea for them unless they're holding them. If they're holding them, smart man. If the guy breaks those things open, probably not a good idea. Like there's a lot of valuable cards in it, and and very well could hit a very very good card. More than likely though, like you have a high chance of not hitting and if you don't hit then you just you're you're out 800 bucks i mean you can recoup it on some of the cards that you pick up and stuff and and some of the ones you send into grade but like i don't know maybe i don't know much about the card market and i'm not going to pretend like i do but it doesn't seem like if that guy was just buying it for pure pleasure like i feel like that's a very bad idea like 800 dollars for cards doesn't seem like a good investment but if he's using it to invest and he knows what he's doing, that guy's probably going to make more money than I made on him because he's smarter than me when it comes to that. So, you know, it is what it is. So kind of where I'm going from this is you you don't know what sorts of markets are going to spring up, but there's a lot more to invest in and just rather than just random, like, like feeling like you're pigeonholed into, into one thing, like the amount of things I've seen people hold, buy, buy, hold, and sell, and, and just kind of look at them like whatever made you think that buying that would ever pan out like like the Travis Scott pillows those those were amazing amazing holds and I don't know what they're at right now 
I actually don't know what they're at right now, but the people that bought those Travis Scott McDonald's pillows that were like, yeah, I'm going to hold these for like a month and see what happens. Those people made out like bandits. Those those stinking McDonald's chicken nuggets pillows were were absolutely insane. They were going for like, they were going for like, I think, I don't know, 400 bucks. It, it was insane. And let's see, I pulled it up on StockX right now. They're going for, okay, so right now, highest bid 164. Really, really bad idea to hold those long term. But the people that were selling those things consistently for like 600, 500, 400 bucks, like, and all you had to do was buy them and hold them for like, I don't know, I think they bought them and then held them for approximately like a month. Like not even that, like you just held them for a couple weeks. Like maybe not the best idea of, of a long-term hold, maybe not the best example, but like, think about that. Travis Scott chicken nugget pillow. Like why on earth would anybody ever want that thing? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But like somebody really wanted it because they're paying 500 bucks, 600 bucks for it. And like a lot of people that are listening to this may be like, I really want that. I personally don't because I have no idea what I'd do with it. But it's just, it is one of those things where you see some of these things come out. You have no idea who in their right mind would ever want one. And then boom, it goes for 4X and you're looking at it going, why didn't I buy? Why didn't I take stock of that? Like those Travis Scott pillows, I think were made to sell, like made to order. So like, when you ordered one, they were making it. It was it was like print on demand, but for those, so made to order. So I, I'm pretty sure you could have ordered as many as you wanted. I don't think they went out of stock until like the time limit was up on his website. So like they were hundred bucks. You could have made three hundred bucks a pillow minus your fees. So I don't know two fifty a pillow, whatever you want to call it. Um, probably like two sixty or two seventy. But like still, like you would have made a ton of money. I should have like dumped my life savings into those stupid pillows and then sold them all immediately. But I didn't. And just goes to show that you never know what could resell, but there are way, way more avenues out there than what we normally normally perceive as as a good, solid, sound, uh, by the books investment. And I'm not saying to get away from that stuff. I'm definitely not giving you investment advice. Don't take any advice I say as investment advice, but I'm not trying to get away from that stuff. What I'm saying is don't pigeonhole yourself in reselling thinking, you know, all I do is books. All I do is is this. All I do is that. There are so many avenues out there and especially investment avenues. If you're just sitting there on some cash and you're like, I don't know what to do with this and I don't really know much about the stock market, but I really know a lot about uh, this vintage section that used to be collectible. Like that sort of thing that could make you a lot of money so just pay attention to that stuff maybe if you have something like that you know look into it see if it's valuable see if it's something that you could start to collect invest in and and flip and and so that's what i'll be doing i i've seen some really excited exciting stuff in the the on ebay and stuff that's been really interesting just stuff that's brought kind of my eyes open a little bit to what sorts of things you can invest in and what sorts of things can make you money long term as opposed to just either sitting on cash or, or hoping that maybe something will come along or hoping that you know what you're doing in the stock market. There's so many different things that you can buy up, hold, and invest in and flip. Um, it's just crazy. It really, really blows my mind that that, that, that this is the kind of this is the kind of opportunity that we have right now. So take advantage of it. Go out there, make yourself some money, and let me know if you have any questions. If you guys do get any value from this podcast and you just want to go to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you use, and click the five-star review, I would really, really appreciate that. That really helps me reach more people with the podcast, helps them come and learn how to resell, different ways to resell, different things to resell. 
and you know that's really my whole goal here I, I don't just want to keep it to a niche amount of people I would love to get this thing out there to as many people as possible and help as many people as I can so with that being said I'm going to go but you guys have a great rest of your Saturday or Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace